Hello, it's Debbie Gilbert from the Business Awards Show, and I'm also the founder of the Best Business Women Awards. And this morning, I'm delighted to be joined by Dance Syndrome, the founders, Jen and Sue Blackwell, and Donna as well this morning. So it's great to see you all today. Um, Dance Syndrome were the charity champion winners this year at the Best Business Women Awards, but they have won a whole host of other awards too, which we'll be talking about later. Um, so Dance Syndrome, what's it all about? Well, it's a multi-award winning dance organisation established in response to the woeful lack of training opportunities for people with learning disabilities to follow their dreams of a career in dance. It's really unique because it's led by dancers with learning disabilities who work inclusively with professionally trained dance artists using a model of co-production. Work includes totally accessible weekly workshops in the community. The Dance Syndrome Collective creates and performs unique choreography for stages big and small, accredited training for new dance leaders, university seminars, bespoke work or courses on request, including mass participation. Sounds so much fun. So the charity was born out of your love for dance, Jen. Clearly, it's something that really makes you zing. So, Sue, tell us a bit about what this journey has been like with Dance Syndrome. Gosh, well, realities are it started 41 years ago now when Jen was born. And all of a sudden, I, I was actually really introvert at that time. And it's difficult to believe, perhaps. But I woke up to the fact that Jen was not going to be as able to be assertive for herself in the same way that other individuals were. So the whole of our lives has been spent creating opportunities and helping Jen to have her voice heard. So listening intensely and hopefully intelligently to Jen's verbal language, but also her body language, also her reactions in different situations and just just establishing a body of learning to understand what her needs were in a much deeper sense than most parents um, experience. So Jen left school and she wanted to be a dancer. She was, she was just so clear about it verbally and body wise. Um, and she would get hold of people wherever they were and, and, and encourage them to come with her in these steps and, and show them how to do things I mean, from such an early age and, and ongoing throughout her whole life. So the problem became a real problem at 18 when Jen left school and had absolutely nowhere to go. So we spent 10 years looking for those opportunities, finally realising that the only way we were going to achieve this was to do it our own way and create an organisation uh, at that time, a dance company, where Jen could actually trial methodologies and find out how the training needed to be presented or the opportunities that needed to be there in order for her to be able to take the learning from it and to be the community dance worker she wanted to be. So it was all trial and error and you know one step forwards and two steps backwards at times that hopefully two forward and one back most of the time and we just tried anything and everything and uh eventually we found a, a recipe which is absolute dynamite mm. fundamentals being that it is led by the dancers with learning disabilities so here you've got jen who is dancer with learning disability 
supported by Donna, who is a professionally trained dance artist, um, as well as the lead carer in Jen's life. So they make the most incredible dynamic team. Uh, but always the lead, the lead ideas and choreography and choices of music are, are chosen by the dance leader. And then the dance artist um, improves it and enhances it and enables it to be the best that it can be. So but, I mean, I'm intrigued as how you went from presumably you set up one dance group to start with. It was a dance, one dance group. Yeah. And how many have you got now? Uh, how many dance groups? Yeah. We have uh, regular community settings uh, which meet on a weekly basis. At the moment, there are four of those running. But we have big aspirations and in, uh, I think, a relatively short space of time, there will be more like nine or ten across the northwest. Uh, so uh, it's it's been very much a step by step process and we've had to learn from mm. each step along the journey and and take stock and decide which direction to go next. And and who do we know who can actually support that journey? So our networks are vast as a result of that and uh and and they blow people away mm. and are you looking to expand this into other areas in the uk we are absolutely looking to do that so um on the back of a social replication model we are talking with various people we are piloting that at the moment with the national organization mcintyre uh who are keen to spread it across their uk networks uh, they also want us to help work with them in their education settings and with their leadership teams because we can bring something to all of those areas. Jen and Donna actually have already done work with their leadership team on inclusive awareness. So um, the breadth of what we do is incredibly wide, mm. as, as well as as well as being geographically expanding. So what made you think that awards were going to be a good pathway for you to get more publicity for charity? Uh, we actually had, in the very first instance, our, um, Jen, your first award was Inspirational Woman of the Year. Remember that particular one? Oh, have you got it there? Oh, I do have it in my hand. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. That's a fantastic. Yeah. So that was 2015. And to be fair, um, uh, the actual, no, the real answer to your question is uh, a conversation I had with a lady who was running uh, a charity supporting orphans in China. And I asked her, I said, how did you manage to grow to be where you are? And she said, awards, you have to enter awards. So that actually was the first key to it. And then um, our previous managing director was very astute in being able to choose the right award for us to enter at the right time, which is largely what our success was down to. Mm. Uh, and then it's just grown from there. Because it's quite a list. I mean, also you've got F Entrepreneur 100. Oh. Um, and you've got, is that was that the She Inspires Award that Jen held up then? Or was that another award? She Inspires. And you went to the Queen's Garden Party. Amazing. Jen, do you want to come in there? Oh, wow. Which one is that, Donna? That's the Queen's, Queen's Award. Queen's yeah. Award. And you went to Buckingham Palace. So tell us about that. Was that amazing? Was that a fantastic experience? Oh, I'm going to get the picture. Okay. Oh, this was again Donna experience. And who did you meet in the royal family? Donna at Buckingham Palace. 
Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Oh, you look amazing. Lovely outfit. And you actually got to meet the Queen. She was there. In the distance. Oh, wow. How amazing. Oh, who did we speak to? Yeah, they don't, they don't always get to speak to everybody, do they? Eugenie and Beatrice. Fantastic. Oh, the, that's, uh, is that Prince Andrew's daughter? Is that Prince Andrew's daughter? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, um, you know, along the way, you've done all of these amazing things. What has been the biggest highlight that you've done so far for you, Jen? Has there been a lot? Because there's been a lot, hasn't there? Anything in particular that stands out for you? The Edinburgh Fringe. I love the Edinburgh Fringe. I didn't realise that you'd performed there as well. Incredible. Twice. Twice. Twice, yes. I'll be going back next year. Very soon. Oh, let me know. Because we're hoping to go next year. We didn't go for the last two years. But absolutely love the Edinburgh Fringe. It's such a great atmosphere. So, Sue, what's on the um, plan for the charity now? So we talked a little bit about expanding across the UK. Um, would you like to see this in every city in the UK? Well, obviously the answer to that has to be yes. Not that I've considered that particular question before. Um, but yes, we we aspire and I think um, possibly are, are respected as the best in the Northwest for inclusive dance practice. So enabling everybody to be able to participate and everybody to be able to follow their dreams and be their own person regardless of who they are. It doesn't matter whether you have a learning disability or whether you don't have a learning disability, but that fundamental philosophy that everybody has the right to be their own person. Yeah. So we are looking to be the best in the Northwest for inclusive dance. Uh, and we have big, big news on that, which was received just last week that we were uh, one of the organisations recognised uh, and awarded by the Arts Council England to be a national portfolio organisation. So that's an MPO in the jargon speak. And we are over the moon. It is such huge recognition of the quality and the value and the ethos and the beliefs of Down syndrome. So that's hot off the press. Um, and we are very honoured to be in esteemed company and you're talking about national organisations that everybody has knows of. So that's one aim of Vision 2025. The second strand of work is uh, about creating progression pathways so that people don't have to suffer in the way that Jen suffered and we struggled for those 10 years in the wilderness, looking around for those opportunities and eventually having to create it our own way. If there was a pathway through school, through college, that enable people to be able to find the likes of Down syndrome in order that they can follow their dreams. Everything is inter intertwined and intermingled. But, you know, there was just nothing out there. And, and the few opportunities that there were were not appropriate to Jen. And that's hugely important in this agenda. So it's not about whether there is something there. It's about whether the something that is there is appropriate and the person can access it. So it's presented in a way that they find attractive and interesting and not in a way that Jen walks into the room 
And before you can say Jack Robinson, she's running out of the room because she just cannot bear the environment or she cannot bear the person who is delivering or the person delivering doesn't want Jen in the environment. You know, all of these access issues are absolutely huge for a person with a learning disability. And whereas, you know, others can navigate it and put up with it and and say, oh, well, you know, not to worry about and get on with it. For a person with a learning disability, that is not an option. Mm. So uh, to create progression routes, so that everybody can engage and we're just starting on the work with the youth. So the 14 to 25 year olds um, that are going to be starting in Blackburn very soon. I'm not sure what the date is, but very soon. And then thirdly, what's the third strand? Oh, the social replication to be able to take it out to the other parts of the country so people can come and they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They can learn from our methodologies. They can experience the joy, the palpable joy and the tangible benefits and outcomes for everybody involved. So it's not just for Jen. It's not just for people with a learning disability. It's not even just for their families. It's for everybody in the wider public to actually witness and, and bear testimony to the fact that everybody can gain from this experience and the, and the exchequer as well. And jobs are created, taxes are paid, people are happier, the NHS is less challenged. All of those positive, tangible outcomes are immense from enabling a person with a learning disability to be the person they choose to be. Yeah, that's incredible. And how can people get involved? If you were to put a message out there, what would you like people to do to help you? Well, it's very simple to contact us. And obviously, we are a charity. We are dependent upon funding and we are dependent on people giving us uh, support along the way, helping us along the way. So financial is obviously incredibly beneficial. Legacy giving is a wonderful way to actually help because you know, at the end of the day, if people have funds they are looking for a good home for, they are empowering people who are otherwise marginalised and have no voice. Um, there, there are countless ways of fundraising, obviously. We can bake a cake, we can go for a run, we can climb a hill, we can, uh, as Malcolm and I did, we circumnavigated the UK in our yacht, which was uh, a wonderful experience for us. But at the same time, it raised funds for Down syndrome, which was magical. Um, and so there are lots and lots of avenues for the financial uh, aspect, but also the awareness raising, the opening of doors, the, the sharing with people the enormity of this journey and the, the, the outcomes, which are almost, they are so phenomenal as to be almost unquantifiable. And they keep on changing because the more that we do, the more we are heard of and understood and recognised. And the more doors open and then those outcomes have increased again beyond any of our wildest anticipations or expectations. And we could never have envisaged the journey we are on and the life that Jen is leading. But the lives of so many others are positively enhanced as well. It's absolutely amazing. Which is what I think is so incredible. And we always like to end with a little tip. Now, you've had quite a journey with this charity. So if someone's listening to this thinking of setting up a charity, what would you tell them to do? <laughs> and it's not run a mile. <laughs> then I think you should answer that. What do you think? If someone else was looking to do to answer a need that they couldn't find a solution to, what would you tell them? What's your mantra? Good. Believe, dream, achieve. That's a great mantra to have. And it's a great ending to our show today. 
So I think anyone who is watching this or listening to this cannot fail to be inspired by you too. I mean, you literally ooze inspiration. <laughs> I met Jen, I think, I'm not sure it was whether it was with you, Donna, but I met Jen at the House of Lords at um, the F Entrepreneur event. Yeah, that was it was you. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. And we were chatting, we met in the gift shop, I think. <laughs> and we were chatting um, about Dance Syndrome and uh, I stood there thinking, this is incredibly inspiring. And I think, Sue, your enthusiasm and your, well, your, you know, your, your, the tenacity that you've had to fight for this and to get this to where it is today, you should be so incredibly proud, both of you, to take a little idea and turn it into this and make it into this thing that impacts the lives of so many other people and will, I'm sure, in the next few years, with all the publicity that you're going to get from all of these various things like the awards and things um i i would love to see i would literally love to see dance syndrome in every single town and city in the uk and i think that's possible i really do so thank you for joining me today ladies i've absolutely enjoyed our little dance and our conversations about the charity um we will be putting all the details into the show notes so you can get in contact with Dance Syndrome and follow their journey. Uh, I wish you to continued success. I'm very excited that at the Best Business Women Awards next year, we will be fundraising for Dance Syndrome. And we're hoping to have a demonstration there as well. So we will look forward to that and we will um, see you all very soon. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Really appreciate it. Thank you.